What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my wonderful co-host, Donald Lazar. Don, how are we doing? Wonderful, yeah. uh, We're finally starting to get some fall-like weather, getting some rain. The fish are starting to swim in the the creek, and life is good in the fall. Yeah, some new new things I'm learning constantly about the area, the the whole salmon thing. Yeah. I saw a bunch of people gathering around the bridge. I'm like, when I was running, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And then I saw a post about the salmon swimming upstream. So it's cool. Yeah, we're we're really lucky to live where we where we do. Actually, it's there's so much cool stuff. Yeah. Naturally in the area. Yeah. So we want to let you guys know we're down a beard today. So our other bearded friend <laughs> William is uh, he's not with us today. So you won't hear his voice. Um, but we do have a guest today that we're excited to chat with. So on today's episode, we have Tara Smith. I would say Tara has many hats. She's an artist, she's a mom, an entrepreneur, um, and I think she has a lot of good things um, to talk about. So I'm excited to have her on the show. Tara, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. When, you, th- when you said mom, I thought you were going to say model. <laughs> no, <laughs> Not at all. No, it just made me laugh because I was be like, oh my gosh, what's he saying? <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> Um, so I wanted to kick it off, um, by asking you like, you know, what are some words that you would use to like describe yourself so people can get a sense for who you are? Um, I'm very loud. I'm very adventurous and spontaneous. So anyone who knows me would probably use those words loud, probably being the first one. So (laughs) kind of like loud in a fun way, crazy in a fun way. Just, uh, yeah, I just, I love to laugh, I love to have fun, and I try to be in the moment as much as possible, so, yeah. Would you use the word creative? Yeah, <laughs> there's that, yes. And, and I'm only saying that because I 
I have never, this is the first time I met you, but yeah. I was doing some research into you and looking yeah. at your Instagram and, and kind of reading about you. And that, that was the first word that kind of popped yeah. into my mind. So I was wondering well, kind of nice. what that word means to you. Yeah. Um, it's funny because for so long I was a freelance photographer and I didn't really define myself as an artist. However, like if I got into bead making, I'd make necklaces or I'd make art or I would do a lot of really creative things. And so recently I've really kind of, um, understood that I am an artist and that's multifaceted and really kind of held on to that title and leaned into that more. So absolutely like artist creative. And I think anyone who knows me would absolutely describe me as that. So it's just, it's funny when you get to a place where you're like, I don't want to fit into this photographer only box. I want to fit into this artist box, whether it's like decorating my house or baking or different things. Like I feel like I create every day and everything I do. So, you know, that's definitely, yeah. It's interesting that you didn't define photography as an art. I uh, I see it as as such, like my brother-in-law is a photographer and and I see it, his work is definitely artistic. You yes. know, the, the approach that he takes and certainly I think some photographers take a very clinical approach. They do. So to speak. Um, I actually took a course in university. <clears throat> is photography art? This was a battle that went on hmm. for a long time in the community, and definitely my art is very creative. Um, my photography, I mean, is very creative and more artistic. Um, and I would actually battle in university with my professors, where uh, you know they would they would want things to be very clinical, where we were printing in the dark room and. You can get very scientific with it, or you can take more of an artistic approach. And if you've looked at my Instagram and whatnot, mm-hmm. you see that. Um, but I think I wanted to open up the box even further, not just photography, but also mixed media and other forms of art. But you're right. It's it's something in the industry that, um, that people either look at photography. Some people think it's not art, but... I absolutely believe it is. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I have some questions on that whole thing. Yeah. I, like, later, I want to sure. get to it. Okay. <laughs> but the first thing I'm wondering is, like, where did this start? Like, what led you to the art side of things or the creative side of things? Um, I do remember getting my first camera around the age of eight and starting to take photos. And I, I actually remember... My dad once, I think I had like five or six rolls of film and he walked out of the, the film processing place, like shaking his head saying this was so expensive. And <laughs> I just had this, I just have that memory that I hold on to. Um, and that's kind of where it all began. Um, I grew up in a, I, I feel like kind of the black sheep of my family, but there's definitely like creation in our heritage. So from a very young age, um, and, and I think I was held back a lot creatively. And so one of the discoveries in the last few years as an adult is to really understand how I was tried to, they tried to put me in this box that I didn't fit in. So it was a constant internal struggle of just seeing things differently, wanting to be different. Um, you know, you can see I've got like tattoos and piercings and that was really frowned upon. And that was a way for me to express myself. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think I've always just been very creative and felt very different than other people. Um, I don't know if that kind of answers your question, but since a young age, yeah. I think that's when creativity really kind of started to explode. When did you, uh, you were just saying like it took a while for you to sort of um, almost be okay expressing it. When did you feel comfortable in that sort of like um, artistic alternative um, space? I, suppose. I would say like early teenage years. Um, I got into photography around the age of 16. And actually before that, um, I was really into theater and dancing and acting and whatnot. But I discovered photography and I had this amazing teacher. Um, 
and as a kind of weird story, the reason I ended up in Hamilton was because of him. I didn't grow up here. Um, but he introduced me to photography and he would give me the keys and let me be in the darkroom for hours after school. And that's really when it, I think it exploded. And I, I've always been a huge and still I'm a huge music fan and that influences me. So I would throw on the tunes and I would be in the darkroom and start to play around with different exposures and printing my photos. And that's really when I kind of fell into who I was. Mm. Um, that was kind of the beginning for me, I think. Because I think you get freedom when you're a teenager from your parents. And so as the more freedom they gave me, freedom of my own time, the more I was able to really dive into what I really loved. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Like, I love the word explore. And I think taking the time to explore yourself or explore those other avenues is such a huge thing. And something that I don't know, we'll get into the fact that you work with kids and like we've had the opportunity to work with site school and talk to Eric who, who runs site school and they let those kids explore mm-hmm. and experience. And I think that's a big thing for people at that age is to, to just see what, what aligns with you because you know, it's hard when you're young growing up and then the influence that your parents have on you and that the internet has on you, like, you're almost told what you're supposed to be. So yes. I think that word explore is cool. And I, and I could hear that in like your story of like what you just said and finding yeah. kind of your creative way. And interesting, as you as I was listening to you speak, I was like, oh, that's why I love working with the kids so much. Mm. Because as a child, I didn't necessarily have that opportunity. Like, and I did through theater, 100%. But that was more my mom kind of carving the path she wanted me to go. But it's like giving kids a a space that is safe to be able to be who they are and discover that and play Mm -hmm. with it. Because, you know, when you grow up, it's it's, sometimes there's a path that's ruled out for us and that Mm -hmm. we feel pressure to to kind of follow down. But when you are given an opportunity to, like you said, discover more of who you are, it's yeah. 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 It's a better way to be, I think. You kind of touched on on the work working with the kids. Do you think it's a good opportunity to maybe like talk a little bit more about For that? For sure, like, I'd love to. Yeah. Absolutely. Love to yeah, let's it. jump into it. Yeah. Um, do you want to ask me anything specific, or well, I can? So obviously that's aligned with like the studio on mm-hmm. James, yes. right? So maybe let's dive into what that is, give sure. some people some context to it, and then we can talk about how that relates to working with the kids. Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, A few years ago, I had moved from a house to a condo and no longer had an art space. So I was seeking an art studio and found a space uh, on James Street in downtown Hamilton. And at the time, there was three of us sharing the space and we each had our own brand and business, but together kind of decided let's create Studio on James. Um, And that kind of snowballed into teaching kids classes. And I was sharing it with someone and now for the last few years, it's just been myself and it, it's just something that I, I wasn't trained in, but really, really wanted to do. Um, and it maybe it kind of goes back to the things that I wasn't able to experience as a child. And my classes, it's really a safe space for people to discover who they are. We don't sit down and, and I show them a piece of art and say, follow these four steps to achieve this. That is not what happens. Uh, sometimes my kids are sitting at a table, some are on the floor, some are working on painting, some are drawing. I really give them an opportunity, kind of like the same idea of Montessori is letting the child lead. Um, and I just, it's just really important for, for me to share with them and to show them how to listen to their intuition. And I'll give suggestions along the way. Um, but really, it's about them having to tune in. They'll say, what do you think? And I'll say, but well, what do you think? Yeah. Right? And I don't necessarily want to be telling them. And it's interesting from a very young age. You know, I've got a few students who as young as four years old, 
they'll say it's done and I'll say okay are you sure do you want to maybe add some color to this no it's done and they so they know themselves so well at a, such a young age and you have to respect that mm-hmm. and so one of the cool things I get to do is um, at the end of every um, session or term we have an art opening so the children are working towards displaying art and this is very different we don't do like an artwork every single week and that's it they have to spend several weeks working on a piece that will be exhibited and so i'm also trying to teach them the business of of art and we also do markets um twice a year where the kids will plan out um, an art market for them to sell their goods and so you know i think it's really important like i said to not just say this is what we're doing today you've got 90 minutes get it done some yeah. kids will take three weeks. Some will take one. They work at different paces. I don't want them. I don't want to put them in a box and make them, you know, kind of force them to do something that they don't want to do. So, yeah. There was a lot there. I, I know. I was I like, was, that was a long ramble, and no, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna no, pause. That was, that was great. That's passion right there. Um, I love that you give them that freedom to say, "No, it's done." I love the confidence that 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 young kids, even like very young kids mm-hmm. have in their, uh, in their decision making. Absolutely. Times, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to allow that. And it's very cool that you do allow that. I mean, I've seen some of the, the work that some of your younger, um, students have done. And, uh, I, hearing that you have very little sort of, um, that it's a very light sort of direction that yeah. you give them. Uh, that the work that comes out of them is spectacular. It's that's so cool to hear how little oversight there is. It's more of like a you know a guiding process. Absolutely. And I was going to say the word guiding is something that I've learned a lot through Montessori, and I'm there to guide them along. I'm not really there to teach them. And I do will show them techniques and different things. I will absolutely teach them things, but ultimately they need to listen to their own intuition and they need to listen to that voice, and that teaches them from a very young age to build confidence and to know that they do have the answers within. Mm -hmm. And so through art, and art is so personal, who am I to tell someone you need to add more of this? And like I said, I can guide and make suggestions, but they often know, or they'll try something, you know, and one big thing I always say is there are no mistakes in art. And my, like I got a text from a mom the other day and she's like, you know, my daughter just said to me, my art teacher Tara said, there's no mistakes in art. And that if something happens that wasn't planned or you didn't like let's create it into something else so I'm there to help them through those moments as well and to not shut down Um, and they can carry those skills elsewhere in their lives right so yeah I was just going to say that confidence that do do you then feel that that uh, and I mean you can speak from personal experience or from experience with with the kids do you feel like art is a means of like building confidence 100 percent, absolutely um it's interesting because um so teaching at my studio is one thing where kids willingly want to be there and when i go into a school it's different maybe not all the children necessarily would consider themselves somebody who wants to do art and i do teach up at the strata montessori um or i guide up there and it's some of the kids who maybe at the beginning don't really show an interest are have like are diving deep into things like we're a few weeks in and it's amazing to see maybe they've thought I don't need art I don't or they haven't been exposed in the same way 
But we're not, I'm not here to judge if you're good or bad. That's not my place. It's about expression. And so we do start every single class, whether it's at my studio or at a school, with art journaling. And I tell them, you can use pictures, you can use words. And it's an opportunity to do a brain dump of things that are kind of sitting and maybe taking up too much space in your brain. And you just need to get it out on paper. And, you know, I have this one child in particular and they're like, does anyone have to see it? And I said, no, it's private. It's yours only. And I said, you could rip it up at the end if you wanted to. It's just about getting it out. And so he actually ripped his page up and he said, I feel so much better now. And then we went on to the next creation and he was so open to all of that. So these are things that children, adults can do. And I think it really helps. It really helps build confidence. It helps you know, and just expressing themselves and getting things out. Things that we don't, like I'll doodle. I, I say to them, like, sometimes I doodle, sometimes I write words. I don't really know what's going to happen. But it's kind of, it's something we always start with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's cool. I mean, certainly there, there's, it's out there in the adult world, like bringing art back to adults, especially people who are dealing with like anxiety or mm-hmm. depression or things like that. And so it's, it's, I, I love what you just said about that brain dump. Yeah, right? it's cool. great. So I, um, there's a book called The Artist's Way, which has been around 25 plus years. I had never read it. And this summer I took like a nine week social media break. I like to do that in the summer when I'm not teaching. Um, and one of the, there's two things. One talks about an artist date where you take yourself on a date once a week which I kind of already did with thrifting. I like to thrift on Thursdays for a few hours alone. It's, and so that's really yeah. my artist date. And the other thing is journaling three pages by longhand every morning. And I started in July and you wouldn't believe what a change it's made in my life. And I kind of have this routine where I sit down and I just do three pages. And when I introduce that to the kids, they're like three pages. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to tell you to do three pages. You're just, I'm not here to tell you, but for myself and for other adults, it's just a brain dump. And it's crazy, all the silly thoughts that take up so much space in our brain all day. And maybe they're not silly, but they're there and mm-hmm. they're in the way of other things. So if we get those down and we get them out, we are free to free and clear to kind of focus on the things that we really want to. And so that's that's the same idea of what I tell the kids. Let's brain dump it down and, and clear, clear the path for creativity mm-hmm. or for ideas to flow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome because I think it's a it's a good thing for younger people, honestly, anyone in general, but to start to integrate that into younger yes. children's minds, like, is this is a way to like kind of touch, like touch within yourself almost like that internal dialogue that you have with yourself, and yeah. you can get it out on paper. And I think creativity and exploring that is a great way to do that because it's something that I would say myself growing up was not on the art side of things or not necessarily creative. I would never call myself creative if you were to ask me to define myself. But recently over the last, I would say year and a half and a lot to do with podcasting and and kind of talking with other people, I've started to find that that's almost like a creative way, like creating questions to get the best out of other people. Like similar, you mentioned like all oh, these questions were great questions that I had prepared for I you. I loved your questions, right. they and were so, like, fantastic. I kind of see that as a way to dive into my own creativity. Like mm-hmm. how can I ask questions that can dive into people to lead them to explore who they are? And so that's something that I've noticed has been creative and it's helped me to kind of 
think in that way. So yeah. it's cool to hear you talk about how you integrate that into the young kids and how it doesn't have to be a box. Like there doesn't no. have to be one way to explore it. It could be very different for each person, Absolutely. but it's important for them to explore that. Absolutely. And and it's like, I think people get so concerned and children are like, but I'm not an artist, but I'm not an athlete. I'm not this. And these boxes, we don't need to exist in them. So mm. I do... I do hope, like, and I say to them, this is not just something that you do in my class. I really hope that throughout the week you do this. And this past week, when I was at Strata, the kids, I'd given them all journals. And it was amazing to see how many had drawn, had written throughout the week. And that is really, I don't, it's not about me. It's about them creating these skills that hopefully can be lifelong. And back to you, like, these questions you had asked, like, I really, I thought, man, this is making me think differently about myself and my life. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Like you definitely have a talent for that. And that's why you're doing this podcast is really yeah. to bring things it's, out of it's people. It's been a like, lot of episodes, great. a lot of questions <laughs> that I've done, but yeah, no, I, I pre- love it. I appreciate yeah. that. Cause I try, I do try to do that. So. Yeah. I've been interviewed throughout my life and you kind of get a lot of the same cookie cutter questions and yours mm-hmm. were not. So yeah, yeah I appreciate it. So that. I have another one for you. Okay. <laughs> oh, pressure's on. <laughs> um, so obviously being an entrepreneur, yes. Like, would you def- def- like would you say being an entrepreneur is a creative a, a creative Absolutely. outlet or, or challenges your creativity in any way? Absolutely. Um, I think you need to think on your feet. You need to pivot. Um, and so I grew up in a house where my parents were self-employed. So I just naturally was drawn to. I don't really. I don't like working for other people. I have clients, but that's different. And you have to be creative when you're an entrepreneur. I think we all kind of lie awake at night thinking like, what more can I do? And what about this? And I do my own branding and all that thing. So when you're, when you're wearing multiple hats, you have to be creative. You have to constantly challenge yourself. Think of new things. Like I absolutely think um, being an entrepreneur requires so much creativity for Mm -hmm. sure. On the note of like entrepreneurship, like what is one or a few things maybe that you've learned about yourself being an entrepreneur? Um, that I'm very adaptable to change because it's a roller coaster ride. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. But I also know that if you were to tell me go into an office from nine to five, and there's a handful of times in my life that I've done that and it just kills my soul. I just mm-hmm. can't. And so I realize that my strength is to, you know, I hustle. My friends do just, they're like, you're always hustling. And I, I do hustle nonstop. Um, and I think that's something those are some things that are all linked to being an entrepreneur that I've learned about myself so yeah I love the word adaptability I think that's huge I think we're in a time right right now where (laughs) that word is huge yeah um and it it definitely challenges challenges you to be able to adapt to to different things yeah with regards to COVID and having to you know transition your business right like Mm -hmm. you can no longer see as many people in person Mm -hmm. as once like what does that look like for for you over on at the studio so um almost immediately i i switched to online classes which is very different because obviously being with the kids in person is how we all thrive um but i did offer uh, everything on zoom and um and i even went to like i was i did zoom classes for the montessori as well so you know, it's funny because with the Montessori kids, it kind of ended up being a place to just talk and hang out and, and really express what they were feeling while maybe doing some journaling. And with my other kids, it was different. Um, we we were doing smaller projects via Zoom, and I was really hoping come September we could be in person again. And it just, at the end of it, I do have, you know, kids from all different schools 
coming together and I just didn't feel like it was the right time to to do that and my studio isn't huge so I've had to change to still doing online and I do have quite a few families who said online just doesn't work for us um, at the studio you can move you can take a break to eat when you want you can be on the floor when you're working from home and if they don't have an art space it's really hard because there's sometimes expectations for the kids to sit and do art the whole time and that's just not how the flow goes so for those kids they're better in person so it's been you know I miss the kids that I don't get to teach I'm still offering my online classes and I really hope that soon we can be in person again. But it's dropped. I mean, I mm. usually do six classes a week and I'm, you know, doing two right now. Mm. That's a huge change. Mm. So, but I do understand that that online and Zoom is just not for everybody. Um, yeah. I also actually created an online membership for um, families who were not close by. So something positive that came from COVID is it pushed me to do that. Sweet. So it's something I'm launching very soon and it's pre-recorded art sessions so I, I do them with my son. And so that's oh, super fun. Awesome. And actually it was, um, it was uh, Lindsay from Grain and Grit, who's a very close friend, who had said to me like, you need to do this. You're always yeah. traveling and going on adventures and doing fun things. So, you know, like I said, I like COVID pushed me to do that. So I can offer what I do. It's not live, but it's, it's something that, you know, families can buy worldwide and they can have kind of a piece of me and be in a community together mm -hmm. where we're creating it. And the goal for that is um, parents and kids creating together and spending time because some parents, as their kids get older, have a challenge connecting. But if you sit there doing art together, and you're just free-flowing and talking, and kids don't even realize what they're saying half the time. So yeah. my goal is really about connection. So, you know, to answer your question, I've had to pivot. Yeah. I can't hear the word pivot without thinking about friends. Oh, like, guys yeah, yeah. Ross I, is I like, pivot! Yeah, yeah. So in my family, it's always like we hear the word pivot, and I just scream pivot. So <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who completely understand. They'll, they'll get pivot. that. Yeah, um, sure. So whenever I say that word in business, I chuckle inside. But, <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I... I I'm not the kind of person that wants to lament and complain about things. I want to take action. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, we can list all the negatives of COVID, but then I can say, well, how can what can I do with this? How can I make it better? How can I, you know, adapt my business and change? So, you know, my son said to me a few weeks ago, he's like, Mom, it's not forever. You need to be patient. <laughs> so he's like, be patient. You'll be in person again. It's just for now, things are different. And like I said, it's given me time to work on this membership project. Because I have a lot of friends who live far who say, I wish my kids could come to your studio. Yeah. And so this way, you know, for like a much smaller fee a month, they can sign up for monthly or do yearly. And they can, you know, we can, we'll create live together, but they'll get videos and it'll prompt families to create with their kids and then ultimately connect with their kids. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like that connection piece. I, I've, during COVID, we found, <clears throat> my wife found some resources that, uh, that allowed her and her and Harlow or myself and Harlow to um, to create together a little bit and it was it was it was super cool and and that connection that you talked yeah. about is is a real real thing art time is a is a real bonding time it really is like I love to hear that and that's ultimately you know what I want parents to be able to to do with their kids is to because sometimes parents will say my you know my kids talk so much in art but not so much at home and I'm like, I find the car, and I hear that from a lot of friends, in the car as your kids get older, like the car ride to school or somewhere, mm -hmm. they chat nonstop um, because there's nowhere to go, right? And then through art, you're sitting and you're kind of just doodling, creating, and you're talking and sharing and connecting together. And, you know, and it, if at the end you've just doodled, who cares? 
it's about the time spent together, right. you know, that and the time getting whatever's happening emotionally or in your brain out on paper. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got a couple rapid fire questions for you. Uh oh. Okay. Don't worry. No pressure. <laughs> Number one, favorite band or artist? So I'm obsessed. Okay, that's so hard. Okay, I'm just going to say Nick Murphy, who's also known as Chet Faker. I've seen him in concert a bunch of times. And the Avett Brothers, those are my top. And Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Okay, I'll stop okay. there. <laughs> good. That's enough. <laughs> those are good. I, I know a couple of those. Some of them don't know who, don't know who or the band, but that's okay. Yes. Um, favorite local restaurant? So I have two. Um, so Pho Nung, although I think it's really pronounced Fa. Instead. Anyways, at Queen and York is like hands down the best. Like it's it's kind of like very well priced. You can go and I think in the winter, like their soups and everything are just out of this world. And we tell everybody and everyone who goes there is absolutely in heaven with their food. So and then I love the French. It mm. kind of takes me away, makes me feel like I'm back in New York City. I used to live there and... I just love like it just it just takes me away and all of their restaurants like Aberdeen and Diplomat do the same but there's something about the French that's so special so those are my two favorites okay. different yeah. price points <laughs> depending yeah. on you know what you're doing yeah um oh I had a really good one so oh. mind. okay I got it I got uh -oh. it um favorite place to go to be creative or get that creative inspiration for you? So locally, it's nature. I'm like a beach girl through and through. However, in the last few years, I hike like five days a week and being in nature is like therapy for me. So that, and where we live within 10 minute drive, you know, you're, you're deep in nature. So a hundred percent, the trees, they hold me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I feel very like taken care of and yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Not the first time we've heard for forest bathing. I think we have yeah. come up oh. twice <laughs> yeah. in the Not, past yeah. while. That's yeah. awesome, though. Yeah, I can definitely relate. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, one person that you think would be uh, good for us to talk to? Um, so I thought about this. Uh, so Colin Fox, who um, he runs like an outdoor adventure company with uh, Justin Metz. And I think what their goal is, is getting kids to connect back to nature. And they do these big epic trips in the summer. And I think it's really important. As much as I think creativity is important, I think connecting with nature, unplugging from tech mm -hmm. is imperative. And so they do these amazing canoe trips and, you know, just talking to them. It's, I don't know, it's, it's I think that their role is super important um, in our kids' lives. So I would absolutely yeah. speak to them, I think. Yeah, they're they're good guys. That's a that's a great yeah um, recommendation, actually. Yeah, yeah, sounds right up our alley. Uh, I think it would kind of really, yeah. and I think more people need to know about them and yeah. send their kids on their trips or even go yeah. on the trips themselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I like it. Good yeah. idea. Okay, last question to wrap up. Okay, what does move local mean to you? For me, uh, it means supporting your community and it means just staying local and see what's out there. Right. I think so many people, especially through COVID, stay home, order online. But it's like there's so much to see and be a part of. And I think so for me, that's what it means. It's just moving local and supporting that our own community at our kind of doorstep. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time, Ty. I really appreciate Thank it. This you conversation guys. was great. I appreciate um, it as well. You guys are awesome. Yeah. It's amazing everything that you're doing, um, you know, tapping into the kids, something that we're passionate about too. And, you know, we come at it from a physical 
in like health perspective and you're coming at it from a create creativity perspective which i think those things amalgamate and align mm-hmm. so it's cool to see that um if anyone wants to know more about you where can they find you uh on instagram at studio on james or at tara smith photo and the web addresses are the same as the instagram handles so yeah awesome guys you can find us on instagram at move local and then Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode with Tara, please leave a review. It'd be awesome. It just allows us to grow and reach more people. But that's all we got for today. Bye for now.